Alrighty. Love it. Mm. What's up, team? Well, team everyone. This mm. is uh, Aiden Fraser. How you doing, mate? Not bad. Lovely Friday over. Mm. Stop it. Welcome to the, uh, what are we going to call this? I don't know. I wouldn't call it the Platinum One podcast. No. but uh, So I guess basically to give everyone a bit of an overview of what we're going for, um, we've, you know, between the two of us, I think we've been in the fitness industry for probably about 10 years. Yep. Maybe a little bit more on your... Yeah, well, I've been in it for seven years. Yeah, I'm yeah. going around five. Yeah, um, uh, I think in, like, t- today, I, I really wanted to just, I guess, do a bit of a recap of what brought me into the fitness industry, yeah. what I've seen that's worked for myself, for clients, all that sort of thing. Um, and then I guess, like, how fitness communication, all that sort of stuff has helped my life as well, because I think yeah. that's something that, you know, there's there've been quite a few challenges that I've gone through, and seeing how much this has helped me is, you know, really really motivating. That's something yeah. that I like to try and bring to my clients as well. Yeah. Um, I know having spoken to Fraser as well, obviously you've got quite similar, I guess, ideals behind like what is fitness and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even just you know, mental health and how to take care of yourself and when to identify what's not working and that sort of thing too. So. It's going to be a bit of a bit of an ad lib sort of. I uh, no idea what we're going for here, guys, but hopefully you have some fun. You can listen to us talk some shit and enjoy. Mm. Uh, so let's let's start things off. Yeah. Fraser, give me a bit of an overview. What um, what I, I guess like what got you into the fitness industry initially, yeah. and what have you what have you made of you know the last six seven years of your yeah. fitness life? What a journey. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think we've probably got quite a similar background in how we ended up in the gym and in the fitness space. For me personally, it was actually, like, I think I was 14, 15 years old. Um, and, I, like, to be honest, I was not happy with, like, it was a very a visual thing. It was like, I don't yeah. like how I look. Um, and it came from that sort of place. I was like, I want to change the way I look. I want to have more muscle. Yeah. Um, was that something that you had been aware of for like, was that just kind of like growing um, up as a teenage boy, you were like, I, I think it was be... probably, yeah, actually from a younger age. Cause I was very, like, I was quite overweight Yeah. from like, well, when I say overweight, I wasn't like obese, but I was mm. a bit ch- like chubby Yeah. Okay. from probably like 11 to 13. Yeah. Right. And then had a massive growth spurt. So I was pretty self-conscious. Like I remember going to the beach, like on school camps and stuff. Like I didn't want to take my shirt off <laughs> around other people. Yeah, okay. Like. Oh, I'm that like chubby guy, like, yeah. a little bit of insecurity around body image. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to as well. Like, yeah, but I think it's often overlooked as well with like men. Yeah, and do guys in general, it's more like oh, that's a feminine thing. Like, yeah, guys don't. Boys are boys, like they don't care how they look. Yeah, for sure. It's like, and I think I probably struggled with that a little bit at a younger age as well because it was like I did care quite a lot about my appearance yeah okay and so like, like being the, the vanity side of it yeah yeah, yeah. so I was very self-conscious yeah and probably a little bit like quite insecure with how I looked as well yeah um so yeah it was very much like okay I want to change how I look and then I went through a massive growth spurt and <laughs> was the very tall lanky guy and yeah. I was like oh I want to be like I want to have a bit of muscle yeah um and then through that I started to go to the gym yep. um, and didn't really, like I just, en- it became like an enjoyment thing and it was less about, it was just like going and having a place to do my thing Yeah. Um, and I suppose it was when like I started to see change in my body and it was like a pretty fascinating and addicting thing as well. Yeah. Um, and is that over like months or is that years or... Really, probably over like two years that I saw like a significant change. Okay. When did you get into training? I would have been 14 or 15 years old. Um, I, and I, was quite, like, I was always playing sports. Like I was quite, yeah. like I think I played, what I play? Football, hockey, yeah, basketball. Like I was always active running. I think I did a couple of triathlons in there as well. Cool. Um, and that was part of it as well. It's like I became more athletic and I was better at sports. Yeah. And then when I was a bit bigger, like I was stronger than other people in that age range as well. Yeah. Um, and was that still like, so going through teenage years, was it still mm. quite ego driven? Oh, yeah, yeah, massively, massively, yeah, yeah. And I think even even to this day, it's like, yeah. that's definitely much more tame, but it can, it's still a thing, right? Like, oh, for sure. Everyone's got an ego, and I think that's a bit of like a 
internal struggle that everyone goes through. Big time. And part of growing up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what got you, when, when did you make the, yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to be a PT? Because <laughs> this is something that like, I, I really see like PT is such a low entry level. Mm. Right? Like it's, mm. it's a piece of piss to become a trainer. Yeah. Right? And so you see an industry that's saturated with people that are like, it's, it's easy to be rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like the, the barrier entry is so low. Yeah. Whereas when you and the quality is very variant as well. Like yeah, you can have there's some awesome like there's a lot of awesome trainers. There's a yeah. lot of it's very hit and miss. Yeah, there's like, a lot of not so awesome roll trainers the dice, that right? have just come in. And I was one of them. Oh yeah, big like time. I've learned a lot since I entered the industry. Yeah. Um, so I when I graduated high school, I was like, sweet, I'm either gonna have a gap year. Or I'm going to go and do exercise science. Yep. So in New Zealand, I think similar to what is it, three and four here, it's called exercise science level five. Okay. It was like through something similar to TAFE, yeah. what we have here. And was did you, um, did you always have PT as well? No, no, no. Okay. So I was like, I'm interested. Like I love going to the gym. I'm real interested in exercise. Yeah. Changes in body, getting stronger. Yeah. Um, read a lot of bodybuilding.com, all sorts yeah, of fitness, yeah. men's health, and a whole lot of... Like some of it's good, some of it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, but I was very into it. And then it was like, yeah, okay. Went on a big holiday at the end of high school and was like, screw it, I'm going to come back and study exercise science. Yeah. And then figure out what I'm going to do for a career. Cool. Um, which is pretty funny because I'm still here. Yeah. Seven years later. Yeah. Um, so what are the, like, give me, the, obviously, you know, without going too much mm. into it, what would you say, because I, I always find it's really fascinating to go, like, where are you at now and how has that been shaped by, I guess your experience through the industry, like when you started to like, I, I find with myself yeah. as well, there, there've been kind of like some key points where you're like, you, you notice, I guess your approach changes or how you, how you're trying to, I guess, deal with mm. clients or like, you know, instead of about results, it becomes about lifestyle or instead of about like, Hey, you've got to do this. It's it, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some of those things that you've noticed? So it's interesting. Life? Cause I was very much, even throughout that period of studying, it was very much like a, driven by insecurity like oh i want to learn how to get bigger like i was very focused on bodybuilding and like, yeah yeah mirror muscles like yeah <laughs> chest and biceps yeah um like i was training other things but which is a bit of a shame looking at back at it because i had some really good teachers one of them was um is still the new zealand world record holder for like olympic weightlifting for like power clean oh wow snatch, uh, snatch clean and jerk um which i just missed out on because at yeah. the time i was very like oh like Bigger bench press, and it was like, yeah. Ah, oh, damn it! Looking back, I'm like, I wish I picked that guy's brain a bit more. Yeah, not like I did learn some good stuff. Um, but I suppose the key change in my approach would have been probably when I'd been in the industry for about two years. Like I'd I'd been getting clients' results. Don't get me wrong, but like when I first came out of high school, like I was sorry, out of study, I was like yeah. 18. Yeah, barely 19 years old. Like yeah. I didn't know how to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Was, like straight into corporate in wellington and it was like i'm dealing with people in their 30s like young yeah. to old professionals and like yeah that's a big challenge and i think that's time. the most crucial part yeah and the most overlooked part in study as well like the study that mm. we did didn't really address communication a whole lot it was more yeah. like so for those that, the, those that don't know like what the cert three and four entails it might be different mm. in new zealand but it's yeah. very much like the science Kind yeah, of and not not super in depth. So like it's not yeah. like super super technical, but it's you spend a lot more about reps and sets and things yeah, like yeah, that okay. than you do about how to communicate with a person, oh, how to yeah, set a goal, how to like all that side. Yeah, of Yeah, we did the course I did. So it's exercise science in at Welltech. If anyone listening knows what that is, Wellington Institute of Technology. We did like a lot of anatomy, physiology, nutrition. We did sports psychology as well. Okay. So we went into a little bit of that, like visualization. That's, I don't remember a lot of what we went through. Yeah, fair. Um, what, what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I guess like the the com the communication aspect Can, of like yeah. what we do, because that's I yeah. think that's become like a really big part of what I've. I guess taken into my life as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I really wanted to talk about today is like how communication has affected like your role as a trainer, but then also yeah. like encompassing that as a coach and just as a person in general. Yeah. So I think like those skills developed naturally a little bit as I became more confident talking yeah. with people from all backgrounds and ages. Um, 
but it wasn't really until I started working with well, under you at Platinum um, <laughs> that it was like I will read How to Win Friends by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. And that was like a big, that's a massive eye-opener with like how to deal with people and communicate in general. Yeah. Because I think there's so much that gets missed. And when I look back mm. now, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I could have dealt with things a lot better yeah. in so many situations. Um, and then it's like, that's made a huge difference in how I've trained people in the last, what, I've only been there seven months. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned so much about communication in that time. Is that? And I did, like, because I think it's just overlooked. Like, it wasn't yeah. really, it didn't come up a lot Yeah. in any of the other roles because I've worked at various gyms and yeah. employed, self-employed positions or contractor yeah. roles. So how, um, just, just for everyone listening, I guess, so obviously, like, Fraser's had a pretty big, big experience as a trainer. Yeah. Like, when you say that the communication wasn't really something that came up too much, like, mm. what, for, if they, if, if someone hasn't listened to How to Win Friends, like, can you yeah. give us just a bit of a, this is why I'm saying that this is good sort of thing. Yeah. So why? Like, read, 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 sorry. No, no. Yeah. Why should, <laughs> but more like why it helped you and how, I guess, leading up to it, what were you doing once you read it? What did you kind of, how did you shape that different? Yeah. Right. Um, it's like obviously a very big question. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, I think like in terms of, communication it was more around like how like how, how I do things now into like with communication it's just much more um I suppose one of the biggest principles in how to win friends is seeking to understand so like really yep. beginning to understand where a client's coming from because I think previously it was very like yeah, like, let's train for six days a week. Yeah. This, 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 and I'd overlook things that I knew were important, like how much you're sleeping, how much free time do you yeah. have. Like, you're a parent. You're, yeah. You've got a really demanding corporate job. Yeah. Um, so that just that one principle, seek to understand, it's like yeah. really try and see where that person's coming from. Yeah. And then that changes a massive amount of how you then go about getting someone to a result that they want. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the big thing is like you, you listen to the title, right? It's how to win friends and influence people. And yeah. I think it's easy to look at that and be like, oh, you're, I think when Alex first started reading it, it, it was like, oh, so this is how to get people to do what I want. It's like, yes, but yeah. no, like yeah, yeah. the aim should be getting people to do what we want in the sense that like, I know for me personally, like I just want the person to get what they're after. Yeah, and yeah. So, like rather than like, yes, there's like if you use that in a manipulative way, like a hundred percent, like yeah. <laughs> can be done. But it's more yeah. about like understand people, then they'll feel understood. Yeah. Then you'll build a bit of trust and rapport, and then it's much easier to get across to someone when they're like, "Oh, this person actually knows where I'm coming from." Yeah. Um, Have you found like so a, a lot? Of, I guess I see a lot along the way of um, you know, a client comes in and they want certain things, and or yeah. just a person, right? And they're after certain stuff, and you're like, yeah. As the, as the health expert, it's kind of our job to make recommendations and that sort of thing. Mm. And I've found, like, for me, the communication is more about opening that dialogue of, like, okay, cool, if this is what you're after, this is sort of the recommended, what are you ready for and what have you yeah. done? And, like, I, I found there's less stumbling blocks along the way because instead of you saying, this is what you've got to do, yeah. it's more like, okay, well, this is what I recommend, like, how are you seeing that work for you? Where's that at now? Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very like, um, which is, I suppose that probably has come up prior to, but this is when it's really connected and clicked for me more recently. It's like, yeah, if you can really listen to someone and understand where they're coming from, yeah, and then not when you have the urge to tell them. Like, oh, that's bad. Like, if they're yeah. explaining what they're doing, you like, you don't butt in and, like, hey, yeah, change that. Like, yeah. No, let's just chill out. I'll figure out where you're coming from. Yeah. And then maybe subtly guide you to thinking about what you're doing differently rather mm. than being like, oh, that's wrong. Don't do that. Like, oh, you're only getting five hours of sleep. Like, sleep more. It's like. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, I know. I know I'm not sleeping enough. Yeah. Like, oh, why are you having 20 beers every weekend? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think there's another book. I haven't actually read it, but I know you 
gone through it a bit, a little bit motivational interviewing in healthcare, yeah. which is like resisting the urge to jump in and jump in oh. and butt people when you're like, oh, that's that's not the right thing because most yeah. people do things that they know aren't great for their health and well being, but no shit. Yeah, it's like twenty beers. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it anyway. Like, I think don't, that, don't take away my twenty beers. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing. Like, again, you know, talking about how this is going to affect people is like I see it so often that so everyone's ready to jump in with what they want to say. Yeah, uh, like there's so much you, you watch people listen and they're waiting for their time to like ah oh, yeah yeah that's the thing like that's I I was ready to say that it's like. Like trying to listen with the intent of understanding. Yeah, is a, yeah. It's an art, right? Like, yeah. It's how do I? That's it. Can I understand where you're coming from? Because until yeah. I can, like you coming in and being like, oh yeah, look, I want to lose weight. Like, oh yeah, cool, we've got clients. Who are. It's like, no, 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 you don't know yeah. shit about me. Like, what's what are your drivers? What has yeah. like all of that? I, I think that just like opens a, a whole new kettle of worms in terms of like relationship things as well. Mm. Like, what are your relationships like with the people around you? Do you actually? understand your loved ones and your friends or yeah is it always just about you 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 yeah yeah that's probably going because most people like well coming back that's another key factor in how to win friends and influence people right it's like people are interested in themselves yeah um, and people want to talk about themselves yeah (laughs) 100% like all of us like what's one of the key things in how to win friends it's like a man with a pimple on his forehead cares more about that than a thousand starving kids in Africa or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like nail on the head. It's like, yeah, big time. Like, I think that's, when it's about me, it's like, oh, it's about me when it's yeah, distant or just not about me. It's like, yeah, whatever. Big time. And that's something I, I find like, and it's not like a, that's a selfish thing. It's just our human psychology. Like, it's, 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 it's relative, right? Like the, yeah. the most important thing in my life is the most important thing in my life, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if mine's more important or less important than yours, like, at the, at the time, mine's yeah. just as important as yours to me. Like, to me, yours is just important to yours, to you. Mm. Um, yeah. Because mm. a little bit, I don't know what we're talking about here. No, it's good. Um, um, okay. I suppose, like, let's go a little bit into your background as well, because, like, sure. I'm pretty curious. I've never asked you this, but where mm. did you, like, when did you start implementing the stuff and when was you like, oh, this is a massive thing? Because, yeah. for those of you that don't know, like, this has been... Like, despite it have potentially coming up, like, the understanding and, like, mm. it hasn't really come through the way it has in the last seven months. And then it's also, like, a massive, like, it, it doesn't just affect how I do my job. It's, like, it affects my relationships with people around me and how to deal with people better Thank you. in general. So, it's, like, when did that become a thing for you that you were, like, sort of clicked and were, like, oh, I'm going to read How to Win Friends. and Yeah. Or, or where were you at before that? Yeah, right. Um, let's let's go right back. Like, yeah, yeah. got you to the fitness industry. Um, great question. So, I think for for me going going like way way back, right? Like, what got me into what got me into training was like again insecurity. Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty common thing. Is like, I, you know, my so my my parents had a pretty bad breakup when I was younger. And I think that, like, I think I handled it really well, and I was always going into it like I remember my mindset was you know it could be worse. That was the thing that really got me through it is like, this is shit, but like my life is still better than someone else's. So at least I've got that to be grateful for. Yeah. Um, it's pretty heavy and big thing to be thinking at that age. Yeah. Well, how old were you? Uh, I was year, thinking about year two or three. So pretty young. Yeah. Very um, young. Holy yeah. shit. And, and that's like, I, I wouldn't change what happened because that's made yeah. me who I am. And What's I think, Oh, sorry, but I'm not understanding it. No, but was, I'm just curious. Was that something that was like put in your head? Like, was someone like this could be worse, or was that something that you like just came up with? I think I just came up with like yeah, uh, yeah. Probably it's just it was just one of those things. Is like how do you cope with shit? Yeah, right. Like yeah. for me, it was very much like you know, there's there's plenty of times where you can look at the the downside of things. Like there's a lot of crap that goes on in the yeah. world, and it's yeah. very very easy to take. You know, you have the world's worst week. There's maybe one tiny little ray of something good there. Mm. Like it's at the end of the day, it's your choice on what you focus on. I, for me, it was like, well, you look at all the crap, or you look at the good. Um, and that's not easy, right? Like, and that takes no. so much work, and that's been years and years and years. Mm. Um, I think that's where it all started from. Was kind of like that, being at that age and having 
this sort of thing happen and going like, I choose to, to see this this way. Yeah. Um, and then from there, like I was a, I was a pain in the ass as a kid. Like, you know, I was annoying and I was like all that sort of stuff. And for me, like going through high school, I was always like really, really insecure, um, in who I was just as a person. Like I, I very much coasted. So I was, I was like quite smart, did OC class in year five and six. And then just like off the back of that, just cruised through high school and essentially felt as though I'm sure everyone feels it is like, I felt as though my life was made, I was made to do something, but I never knew yeah. what, and I felt I was just wasting my time. Yeah. Um, and so like, I always loved health and fitness. It was my thing that I went to because it made me feel good about myself. And it was like, at the start, it was very much that ego thing of, you know, I'm the guy that trains. I go to the yeah. gym. You know, my nickname in high school was Jim because I go to the gym like yeah. five, six days because that was just what I did. Um, and at the start, it was for ego. It was, it was, it was not driven from a good place. Yeah. It was driven from a lot of insecurity and it was my thing that made me feel good. Um, and, you know, from there I did bodybuilding comps and I, I did them for bad reasons and I, I didn't come off the back end of them well as in, you know, I didn't place and so I was like, oh, like this is all about yeah. how I look and this is bad. Did you have coaching at that time? Like did you have trainers and people around you that yeah. helped you with it? I did, yeah. Did um, any of them ever go into like the mindset and like the – because I think in bodybuilding especially, which is like – I think bodybuilding, the term as well, like it encompasses mm. so much more than people going and standing up on a show. For me personally, I yeah. think everyone has their own definition. But yeah. I'd say people that get into the gym from like an insecurity point of view, they're like, oh, I want to build bigger muscles. That, yeah. To me, that's like bodybuilding. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of people that go into that come from a similar like insecurity, ego yes. sort of place. Big time. And then it's like, man, imagine if some of those coaches had like looked into that a bit more and like yeah. opened you up to like, hey... Yeah, the mindset big time. Yeah. And I have so I've, I've got like a massive amount of respect for my first trainer. Yeah, you know, I started training with him when I was sixteen, and he was just an awesome guy. Yeah, like he was just a good role model. He was a good influence. Awesome. I didn't I didn't do a comp through. I, I did a gym comp through him. Yeah, like the the little gym that I was a part of. He put. I still remember him saying like, "Go eat some carbs," because at the time I was like, just didn't get it. Mm. Um, and that's something that, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, if I'd just done that, I would be so much bigger and, like, ah, oh, it'd be great. Um, so, like, it kind of started there. Um, and I, I'm kicking myself I didn't get into the fitness industry earlier because I still remember when I was in year 10, I did – I was doing business – um, business development or business studies through yeah. high school. Yeah. And I didn't know where to do work placement. I trained at a gym. I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just do my work experience at a gym. And I still remember my business studies teacher saying like, why would you want to go work at a gym? And that was sort of the thing that I was like, I, you know, the average kid at my high school got like 95 plus attar, like yeah. very, very intelligent. I got like 70. And so I was always like the, the not super smart kid. Um, that from like a place of like, yeah, I'm kind of coasting and like not really yeah as well like good time yeah i'm yeah. I like it sounds i'm not made for learning right like yeah, yeah. i'm not good at sit down and study and like yeah people that don't know aiden like, yeah this is probably pretty difficult for you right now like i'm super comfortable i maybe not i, I love it because sitting like, down but i'm yeah, getting yeah. better at it but yeah, I, yeah. I love talking about things that i'm passionate about but yeah, for me yeah. i'm very much like up and move and energy and all that sort of thing for, yeah. for me to sit down and concentrate it breaks me yeah um i'm getting yeah. better at it but it's still like it was something that I think I, I just – I don't think I was made for schooling. Yeah. Right. The, the system that it is. Yeah. It's, it is very one-dimensional when it's like – It's sit and learn and do the things. Yeah. I'm, I'm not great at Not that. everyone learns like that. No. I'm, I'm very much like visual, kinesthetic. Yeah. I, I talk on the phone and I move around. Right? Like yeah. I don't sit still. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. So like massive yeah. tangent. So yeah. I – so I started um, – so basically all through my work career, it was me trying to figure out what the hell I was doing with myself. So I think I've had at last count, maybe 20 plus different jobs. Mm. You know, I, I worked at a, a leather worker. I worked at a fish tank store. I worked at KFC. I worked at a pizza delivery store. I worked at real estate. I worked at, I worked as a plumber's offsider. I worked at a girl's school doing just casual laboring. I worked as office data admin. I did a bit of work on web design. I did some door knocking for charity. I did real estate. I did like a whole heap of things that were basically, um, could have been seen as a waste of time, but every every single thing I did, I was like, I have to get something out of this. So, yeah. like, the door knocking was, it could have been fucking horrible. It was nine, six to nine months of, like, 
zero pay for 15 hours a day selling charity door to door. Shitload of rejection. A yeah. Shitload of rejection. Like, yeah. but it taught me a hell of a lot. Like, I can deal with that stuff a lot easier. I still don't like. No one gets. No one likes that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it set me up as a good base. But I could have walked out of that and gone like, oh, that was a waste of time because it was in a sense. But yeah. again, I think that you know, to, to having that mentality from when I was a kid, then taking it through all these things that I've done is like. Worst case scenario, I'm working out of here with a with a lesson, and I'm going to be better than I was. And that's something that I I very much try just in my life is like, I want to learn from my mistakes, and I want to never make them again. Yeah. And because like again, you know, everyone's scared of failure. Everyone's scared of doing things wrong. Like if I could have done platinum again, it would be a whole different ball game. But I'm not going to sit here and go like, I fucked up. I'm going to sit here and go like, I would have done that very different. Still, if I started my own business a year and a half ago. Like that's awesome. Yeah. I could have done it better, right? That's fine. But hell, worst case scenario, it goes under. I start another one and do it a lot better next time. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, like, that's something that I've picked up and really noticed about myself is that that mentality. And that's something that I really try and encourage, like, for you guys and my clients and just, like, you're going to fuck up. You, like, life's not about you doing perfect. No. Like, that doesn't happen. You, no. you will make mistakes. And there's going to be crap along the way. It's just a matter of, like, how do you move past that? And how do you, yeah. and for me, a lot of it is about looking at, okay, let's say like a hundred things go wrong and one thing goes right. What's going to be better for you? Looking at the one right thing or looking at all the wrong things and going, Ugh. yeah, or looking at all the wrong things and go, cool, I'll never make that mistake again. Yeah. Cause then you do it. Yeah. You do that again. There's a hundred different ways. You're probably going to find the right way in there instead of just like, oh, I fucked it up. So, of course you did. Yeah. This is normal. Like just don't do it again that time. Um, anyway, does that answer your question? Yeah. What was your what question? Was question? I don't know. How did I How did you get into the fitness industry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so at what point? Yeah. So you did, you've done a whole, a whole crap yeah. load of stuff. So eventually it was, um, like PT was always my, oh man, I should really do this. Like I would train friends in the park. I'd what do... block, like what was the block there initially? Was it like, did it go back to that high school teacher that was like, why would you work at a gym? Like, do you think that was part of it? You're like, oh, I'm not like. I'm better than that. Like, yeah. Cause he obviously didn't think highly of it. Yeah. I, I think it was that. And I think it was always that PT is not a real job Yeah, because the, and I think that's something that I really am hoping to change that with what we do at platinum. Um, but I think it's very much a, to pursue a, a career in the fitness industry means you're going to be a PT for like two, three years. And then what do you do? Mm. Like, what do you, you're either a PT or you open a gym. Like there's not a huge career pathway there and I don't think it's really recognized too well. Like I remember the yeah. first year that I was a PT, the amount of times I stopped telling people I was a trainer because I was sick of getting that like, eh. right? Because yeah. like everyone knows a trainer who's just like, just a bit of a knob or like, yeah. like oh yeah, my trainer told me like, and that like eventually. It's not a very, like I mean, I think car salesmen are like some of the least respected yeah. professions. But yeah, it's very much a like, it doesn't have a great rap. And no. I think the stats in terms of personal trainers that enter and leave the industry, it's like... Oh, it's like three like months turnover, maybe. Three, yeah. Three to six That's, months. And it's like close to... Is it 90%? Something it's, ridiculous. It's outrageous. So many people yeah. enter, can't make it, yeah. or it's just such a struggle and then they're out. Yeah, big time. And I, I, I can see exactly why, and that's something oh, yeah. that I really wanted with Platinum is to make a place where it's like... Like, for me, yeah, Platinum is about the clients, but it was always about, like... I can do clients myself, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'd run my own show and I'm mm. fine. But to me, I always wanted to, because I, I, I felt so lost, right? Like going through my career progression from 18 to 23, 24, when I jumped into the industry, it was like I had no idea what I wanted to do with myself. And eventually got to a stage where I was working a pretty comfortable job in uh, modern, which was like roofing and I was in charge of sales and I don't know, all sorts of crap. And I remember I woke up one day and I was like, I could do this for the next 15 years of my life and not break a sweat. And I would, I would look back in 15 years and say, I, I regret every day. And that was to me where I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with myself, but I know my, my, my undercurrent for my life has been this whole fitness, health, encouraging other people, motivating other people. I want to go do something with that. If I can make a career out of it, fucking awesome. Yeah. If I can't, at least I spent a couple of years doing something that I legitimately love and want to wake up every day doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I think I did my cert three and four in about a month online, quit my job, and went and worked at Vision for three years. 
Um, and that was, you know, I, I, I guess that's sort of how I got into the industry. It was just like, I've always loved this. And why am I, why am I so scared of doing this? Why do I, cause it was that, you know, fear and insecurity of, you know, people just think I'm a trainer and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the failure that I always was in high school and I'm never going to amount to anything. And then it's like, it's not a, like life's about more than that. Mm. Like I'd rather, I'd rather be earning minimum wage doing something that I fucking love every day of my life. And like, for me, it's, you know, I feel as though if you find your passion, you find what you're good at, you find what brings value to others, you'll, you'll make money. Like, yeah. it, but it's got to come from the first part, not the chase the money and then find what you love. It's like, no, no, yeah, yeah. find what you love and let it kill you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess that's what got me into the fitness industry. Um, as far as the communication thing. Yeah, that was the, that was, that was yeah. part of the question as well. But no, nah, but I wanted to know what people, and the people listening to talk, but yeah. I didn't actually know the, your whole backstory of how you came in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much how I got into it. Um, yeah. And then at what point during, I suppose, did that communication stuff come through, like the door knocking, the sales? Because you, mm. you had a few roles that were quite sales yeah. focused or? Yeah, definitely. Um, the I guess the communication came from like, I, I, I may be harsh on myself, but I was very, very awkward in mm. high school. Like I was always a kid putting his foot in it. I was always the one like I'd say the dumb things just for the sake of like, there was no filter. Yeah. And and I was like, it's funny. I was, I was like the same. Yeah. It's, especially up until like I became more self-conscious. I was like, yeah, last clown. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And I think that's probably you know again from that insecurity of like I feel as though I don't really fit in, so I'll say something stupid yeah, to yeah, yeah. Oh, pay attention to me. I'm something. It's like, like I, I really didn't like that about myself, and I think that communication since then has been. I don't like that I'd say that thing, and I'd. You know, there's the the hole in the communication, like the conversation stops. Yeah. You're that guy, right? And eventually, it's just, I guess, like identifying that there are parts of yourself that you'd like to change. Yeah. Like, how do I do that? Um, and I, re- I think I really only got into the self development pretty hard when I was at Vision because the the guys there were, you know, pretty big on growth and that sort of thing. Um, and so that was somewhere, you know. I'd, listen to the YouTube videos and the pod, or not podcast yet, but like YouTube, Audible, things like that of how can I communicate with someone better because then I can help them more. Yeah. Like for me, it, it eventually became like a big service thing of if, if I can help identify how to, you know, how to say this thing to this person, I'll be doing my job better and I'll help them get where they want because it's such a rewarding job. Like yeah. being able to help someone, do something that they never thought they could do is like, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, and the better you get at communicating, the better you are able to do it. Cause like the science behind it's pretty damn basic, right? It's like pretty key. You, you want to lose weight. It's this. Yeah. Like the, the principles are pretty consistent. You want to build muscle. It's this, you know, why is it so hard for people to do? It's because it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's just hard. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what's the best way to make that easy is like, how do, how can I get better at that? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, you, you find a couple of things that help. And so you do them a bit more. And, you know, I listen to How to Win Friends. And I, I think I listened to it like 10 times in the first three months because I was like, this is, I just need to get good at people, right? Like I just, I just need to know how to talk to people better. So I'm going to go, I want to be able to deal with everyone. Yeah. I want to, I want to train the, the client that's this side of the spectrum, the client that's this personality, the client that's this, 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 because I identify that. The more I can do that, the better I'll be at my job. Yeah. Um, and, and that carries over to just all areas everything. of life, right? Like that's, you know, I've, that's helped my relationship out just yeah. massively. Like I've become a different person around my friends. Like I'm still, I can still be an idiot, but I also know like if my friends need me to be there to listen to them, like I'm pretty damn good at that as well. Mm. Um, like, I know, like there's, you know, I hope Aaron doesn't mind, but there've been some really big parts in our relationship where, the fact that I put in a, uh, just an absolute shitload of time and effort into my own growth and development and communication, like I think that played a really big part in getting us through some hurdles. Yeah. Like, like massively. And same with my personal life. Same with, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the team of trainers I have right now if I didn't learn how to communicate with any of you guys better. Because, yeah. like, I wouldn't be able to help you pass certain things that you struggle with. And uh, like again, that's just. You know, for me, that that's where it's kind of moving into leadership, right? And 
like I, I love there's a there's a book called the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and one of the the laws is like there's the law of the lid or something like that it's basically let's say my leadership's at a six I'm probably not going to listen to if you're not at least at a seven mm. right and and to me leadership is about how is how can you help the people around you because like that that that's what I take as leadership and it, you know there's more to it than that but mm. to really boil it down is like why would anyone follow me? It's got to be because I can make their life better. Yeah. That's for clients, that's for trainers, that's for just people. Um, and to me, that was about like very much communication. And an example of that would be like, say you guys come in and you're, you know, it, it happens all the time where people do things you don't want them to do. Mm. But, like I look at someone training a client, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't believe you said that. Like, don't say that thing. But as soon as you, you know, again, seek to understand the, the, the biggest principle is like, don't jump on someone and say, you did that wrong. Yeah. No one likes that. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you are. As soon as you start going like, you did that bad. It's like, who are you? Yeah. Like, unless you're the most open person in the world, if I come up to you, I'm like, hey, mate, why didn't you put your weights away? You're like, fuck, man, I've worked a big week. Like, yeah. that's your first response. It's not like, oh, shit, you're right. It didn't put, thanks for telling me that. Yeah. It's just, oh, cool, yeah. cheers. Like, most of the time, it's not. I go around the gym. Deliberately not putting my weight away. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, I like I cleaned up after everyone <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. do it today. I'm a like, but as soon as it like, like that's just an example, right? Of mm. yeah, there's a thing that I don't like. So how do I deal with it? Do I go out and I tell you what you did wrong, or do I go, like again, seek to understand? Hey, man, are you okay? Yeah. Is everything all right? I noticed you didn't put your weight away. Do you want a hand? You're like, oh shit. Yeah, cool. I'll go put them away. Yeah. It's like like, and that sounds that sounds silly, right? But it's you take that principle with just life. Like, let's say you get home and your partner doesn't put their dishes away. It's like, yeah. why didn't you put your dishes away? There you go, fucking World War Three. Yeah. So, like, and I mean, it, how common is that? And like, oh, that was a very big theme of growing up in my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, the amount of arguments that could have been and probably still can be avoided yeah. between people. Like, just, that's not, that's not the way to bring about a change. Big time. Like, you don't, yeah. You don't get someone to change what they're doing by telling them everything they're doing wrong. Not at all. Yeah. I know, like that's a you know a big one is you know conflict resolution stuff right mm. like and uh, something that's helped me out again massively is like how do you deal with a problem like how do I like if you're doing something I don't like how do I come up and uh, how do I deal with that because that's something everyone struggles with it's like yeah. and the, the biggest thing is like can you make that emotional connection can you understand because if I can understand where you're coming from I can understand why you're approaching the problem that way and then maybe I can help yeah. like again let's say you know standard problem or whatever like let's say that you say something to me and it makes me emotionally upset instead of me being like hey shut up don't say like fuck you why'd you say that it's like yeah okay cool hey man look i'm really sorry like let's talk about this because like i felt really hurt from that yeah like i just want to know where you're coming like, anyway sorry this is like big tangenty sort of stuff but uh yeah so that what questions do we want to answer um is that it yeah well i think that sort of like how how did communication become a thing? Yeah, in yeah. training, and I think it's sort of a funny one, right? But I think that can kind of go across any industry and any oh, area of life, and that's where it's time. like it's not so much like yeah, it's a thing in personal training because yeah. what we do is client facing, and it's like a service yeah. industry. But then that goes across. So, oh, so many different big things. time. Um, like, how many times you hear a client talking about just something going on in their life? You're like, Fuck, I hope you didn't say that to them that way. Like, did you try and think about where they're coming from? Like, yeah, yeah. But people just aren't super open for it because I, no. I find like very a lot of times we're in our own lane. Yeah, and yeah, we're 100%. this is my life, and this is yeah, yeah. ah, they they upset me. It's like, mm. okay, it's like, are you just going to keep on telling them not to do that because will that? <laughs> Like, same as, like, you know, you tell your kids to clean their room. Are they going to do it? Probably not. You're going to have to tell them. It's like, I don't understand why they don't clean their room. Well, that's because it's a thing you want. Yeah. Like, can you can you show them why it's going to be helpful for them? Or are you enforcing your principles on them? Yeah. Because, like, if you're enforcing your principles on them, like, just, just because I think this is a thing that's important doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Unless we can have a good conversation. Like, and that's something I try and do with the team all the time is, like, I don't like implementing rules for the guys. Because it's like it's then it's just about me saying, "Hey, this is what we have to do." It's like, well, unless you guys back that, I can't expect. I wouldn't expect you to do it. Yeah. If I just said, "Hey, guys, all right, everyone's got to do X, Y, Z next time you're in the gym," it's like, good luck with that. Yeah. And then you wouldn't do it. I'd be like, "Well, 
Now you're not doing it. Now I'm frustrated. Ah. <laughs> As opposed to like, my, for me, it's always about collaboration. It's like, if I want to change something in the gym, I'll bring it to you guys. Yeah. I say, hey guys, this is what I'm thinking because I'm seeing this maybe not work too well for you. What are your thoughts? And then we go, open discussion. It's like, okay, cool. Well, why do I want to make the changes? Because I want to try and make the guys' lives easier. I'm not implementing shit for the sake of I want to go on a power trip because I don't really care. Yeah. Right? Like, and then it's about open discussion. What does everyone think would work best? Like we're talking about redesigning the, the, the role of what a personal trainer is in the gym right now. Yeah. You know, and that's that's been a thing that like I look at that and go, like, I don't know what to expect of you guys. What's what's realistic? Yeah. Um, and uh, like, again, I think it comes down to like, why are you doing it? Because if I'm doing it because like it'll make my life easier in the short term, that'll be wrong mm. because it'll bite me in the ass. So I go, all right, guys, I need everyone to do, everyone's got to be this with their clients, got to message them every day, got to blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you guys don't have buy-in, if you don't understand why it's important, I give it a week. Yeah. Same with your clients. Like if you sit down and say to the client, all right, you got to prep your food every day. Okay. Track everything, weigh everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, see you, champ. Give it a week or two. Yeah. As opposed to like having that collaboration of like, what do you guys want to get out of this? Like, I assume for you, you want a place where you can work and feel fulfilled and be awesome at what you're doing. Like, yeah. it's about all of us. I think that's just like a big thing in business I see a lot is like, I, I'm, not, I'm not the best business owner in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but like for, I've always said it is like, if I was purely selfish and reliant on the money, right, I would still do the same things I did because for me that, if you guys love it at Platinum and you care about me and respect me and you just want to help, you'll probably do more for me than if I was just like, well, here's what I'm paying you for. Yeah. Like that's if I was purely selfish, right? Like I would get more out of you if you gave more of a shit. Yeah. Now, luckily, like I do it for the other reasons because I genuinely care about you guys probably too much. Yeah. But like, it, yeah, I don't know. It just it blows my mind how – I guess just like businesses in general or just like people try and get out of other people like so much. Yeah, not, not like what can I do for you and how is this yeah. going to help both of us? Like what like, can you do for me? What can I get from you? Yeah. Without generally without <laughs> with paying you less or like paying you the same but yeah. getting more. Like 100%. You we're going to give time. you anything but I expect more from you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Similar to, well, I suppose you can relate that back to clients as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, something that I see a lot of is like, again, coming from, you know, what I've seen in the PT industry, I've seen a lot of trainers that will get really quick results because it's very much like that almost guilt kind of, mm. okay, well, you want to lose a kilo a week. Great. You've got to track food every day. And then the client rocks up and they haven't done it. It's like, why haven't you done it? you got to go. You said you died. Go do that. Yeah. And so eventually the client gets a really Good, good, really fast result, right? Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight weeks, six sells amazingly. That's like, sells amazingly. This X person transformation photo, 10 kilos. Yeah. Really strict diet. Yep. Non-sustainable training, non-sustainable yep. nutrition. And what do they do at the end? What happens after binge, that? Like, binge, they blow it out. You go back the other way, but worse than, yeah. worse than when you began. Big time. And that's, again, that comes down to like that whole sustainability thing that we, you know, we talk about it all the time with platinum and even just what we do with ourselves is like, yeah. you know, are you, can you do this for the rest of your life? It's like, start with the minimum. Like if you're, if you're struggling to train twice a week, I can like train once. If, yeah, if you're, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where it starts. Period, right? And it's like, don't, that doesn't mean it's like, oh, you're stuck here forever. And same with going back to the weight loss thing. Like, it's fine if someone if someone wants to really smash it for eight weeks. Well, it's fine, it. but you just need to talk about what happens after that. Hundred like, percent. What happens after this diet? Yeah. And how do you? Oh, I go back to eating how I was eating before. It's like no, no, no. We need to yeah. like, plan ahead of big like, time. Yeah, we're gonna hit it hard, but then what's gonna happen after that? Hundred percent. If you don't address that, then you're setting people up for yeah, a shit ride long term. And that's something that I see so much is when people come in is that binge mentality. Is like yeah. like I, I've you know. I've taken to asking people when the last time they ate to maintain their body weight. Mm. So everyone's trying to lose weight. And they're all like, again, what do we get taught? It's like, eat less, move more. That's the principle that everyone is taught. You want to lose weight? Eat less, move more. Yeah. And so what happens, like, you get all these people that Monday to Friday, they're eating as little as possible. And they're going like their salads. They're going their nuts. They're going like that sort of thing. They're creating this really... And doing 
it's the cardio. Way too much. <laughs> way too because they're jumping on the the, the, the whatever the fad diet is that sells. Mm. It's like, oh mate, like I lost ten kilos in ten weeks doing six days a week of F forty five and then I did their food because it's twelve hundred calories. Yeah, you'll lose weight on that. Like then what? Fucking fantastic. You'll ruin like, yourself. Yeah. Like you'll feel like yeah. crap and what goes up must come down. And, and then like, oh what did Sharon do? Oh, Sharon did that. Oh, fuck, I'm going to do what Sharon yeah, did. Yeah, Sharon cut carbs for eight weeks. Yeah, you yeah. cut carbs right away, you'll lose eight kilos. Oh, and then it just perpetuates. Like, oh, I've got to cut carbs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to lose weight, got to cut carbs. Yeah. That's what Sharon... Look, Sharon looks amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then She's you're doing S45. 100%. And that was something that, like, the old place I used to work at, like, I would get clients that had been with them for ages, and it was, like, it was a year-plus worth of work to get them out of this cycle of, like, Good food, bad. Carbs, bad. Alcohol, bad. Like, if I ate that, I'm, you can fuck people up. Serious damage. Oh, it's horrible. And it's very, like, it, it's rampant in the fitness industry. Yeah. And again, this comes, I think this really comes back to, like, it's so low entry. It's so, yeah. you don't need to know shit to get in here. Like, I, I don't know. I'm the, not, like, I'm not coming at this, and I know you aren't either. I'm not coming at this from, like, a, oh, these terrible people out there. Like, I, yeah, I, Used to be that oh, person. Me too. And I still fuck up with clients, like hundred percent. And I like it's. I think it's good to acknowledge that both of us, like, yeah, yeah. Well, we got no, so much. Yeah, no, yeah. we're not perfect by any. No, no, yeah, yeah. I think we're like we, you know, we we're talking about it. Like I've learned a lot in my time in the industry. And yeah. It's like I'm, I'm happy to have gone through all of that. Oh, for sure. Um, I think the difference is that mentality of like we know that there's a lot we don't know. Yeah, we yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. The more you learn, the more you know that you really yeah. The like, more. It's that thing, right? The more, the more you know, the, the more, more you don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no clue. Yeah, you try. Yeah, um, and that's something that, like, you know, we were talking about it today. People who are like, "This is the way it's done." It's like, "There's no, you're wrong." Yeah, yeah. As, run, as run, as run away. Uh, like that's. <laughs> the, if I can give anyone any advice, is if you ever go to a trainer and they're like, "Well, this is the way we do it," it's like, "Bye, yeah. get, get out of there," because yeah. there's, there's the other a billion freaking different ways to do it. Same as like, this is how you deadlift. It's like, no, it's yeah. not. This is a way that could work well. Same with probably just about any health professional you see. If they're like, oh, big time. Very like, it's it's anyone. wow. Yeah. Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I think like, again, to me, that's more, that's not an issue with trainers as such. That's an issue with the industry. Yeah. It's like the industry is not providing a good benchmark or foundation for like, what do you need to know? No. Like who, like, again, like I'll use, you know, go find a big change here. Right. Like, let's say there are 20 trainers there. Mm. which trainer knows what like what are they going to tell you you're yeah. rolling the dice that you get someone who like cares like sure they don't sorry they of, all care sorry uh, that's no nah, let's i don't I, I hope they all care yeah yeah but there's also another side of the fitness industry where like it can be quite lucrative and you get people that are good yeah. at selling yeah true. they're great at selling they've got yeah. the image yeah yeah and they will do fucking anything. It's that classic like Instagram mm. bikini chick who's like selling booty programs and nutrition plans. Oh, I love it. It's like my favorite. Oh, where'd you, where'd you get the knowledge for that? It's like, yeah. Oh, I read a couple of blogs and just yeah. threw a bit of shit out there. Here's my comp. I, like, I cut cards for 16 weeks. Like, I did a comp. Oh, sex sells. Like, yeah. Knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge yeah. doesn't sell itself, right? And that's the, like, that's something that I've been finding really hard with Platinum is like when we first started, it was like weight loss oriented because mm-hmm. that's what people want. Like, you pick the average person out there, they want to lose like five, 10 kilos. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's really become about us trying to move as far away from weight loss as possible. It's like weight loss is an indicator. And like, by all means, if you want to lose five kilos, cool, that's get you losing five kilos. And it's simple and it's straightforward. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's not your be all end all. That's not, you're not a good or a bad person because you're five kilos lighter or heavier. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's something that's been hard because we don't market hard on 10 kilos, 10 weeks. Because it just, the amount of times I've seen people do it and they just don't set themselves up for that long-term period. Like, I've had clients that have lost 10 kilos in yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. That's fine. In saying that, like, if that's what gets people in the door and then you can educate yeah. them and change their mindset, then, like, yeah. sweet, so be it. Thank God they didn't yes. go somewhere else that didn't do that. Yeah, and that's something that I've, I've, I think I'm quite good at and that yeah. we do for our clients well. Oh, like, 100%. Like, people come in, they go, I want to lose 10 kilos. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. And that's, I, mean, I won't go bad. I won't go good. It'll go, cool, tell me about it. Yeah. What have yeah, you yeah. done that leads you to say that? It's like, yeah. I feel shit about it. Okay, well, how long have you taken to put on 10 kilos? Like 10 years. Yeah. All right, great. Well, the average rate loss, like if you can lose, say, three to 500 grams a week, but lose it forever, and then you do that for a year, there's like 15 to 25 kilos. Yeah. Like, 
That's huge. and maybe we're going to implement some diet breaks in there and yeah, yeah, like, yeah there's you, so much you can do. exactly and that's yeah. you know and again I think that comes down to like it's that whole motivation thing if people feel as though they're fucking up if they're not like ah, I'm doing six days a week it's like yeah. like your motivation is going to up and down all year like yeah. I reckon I reckon you, you'll be lucky if you've got four months of like I'm super motivated yeah and like by all means use that motivation to to set you up with some stuff that you you need accountability for like mm. I. I get a trainer once a week and I train with Alex once a week and I do my own training twice. Yeah. Cause right now I'm not motivated to do four days a week and prep my own things and do all that sort of stuff. And I, I know that. Yeah. And I think that I'm at the stage where like, I know I don't have the discipline for it yet. And that's, I'm totally fine with that. I'm more than happy to outsource my motivation to someone else until yeah. it becomes my lifestyle. Yeah. But everyone thinks that they need to, I guess like I have to be motivated for it. Yeah. It's like, no nah, man, like your motivation will come and go. And the issue is if you're, if you're benchmarking your whether you keep going on if you lose weight, let's say let's say you have a person who weighs 80 kilos. Yeah. On the scales, they will weigh 78 to 82, probably. Like that four kilo fluctuation. Yeah. Massive. Right? So let's say let's say I weigh 80 kilos and day day dot, I weigh in at 79. Right? And I go, okay, cool. I'm really motivated. I've got to do this. I've got to weigh 76. Right? I want to lose three kilos in a month. Right? And the the thing says I've got to do six days of exercise and I've got to do all this stuff with my food, all right? Let's, let's assume that it's sustainable, all right? Let's say what I'm doing is still good. And over the four weeks, so my weight starts at 80, but I weigh in at 79, right? And then four weeks goes by. Let's say I lose a kilo a week. That's ma- it should be about 500 grams per week. Right? Let's say I lose a kilo a week. So my, my body weight's from 80 down to 76. My fluctuation the first day I was 79, the fourth day, I'm at the higher end because I've you water, water, water right? So from 80 to 76, yeah. so I'm 79, now I'm 78. I've lost one kilo. That is, I've seen clients jump on the scales at eight weeks, lose one kilo and be like, oh. Now, luckily, we do all sorts of indicators like your measurements, your photos, all that, all that sort of thing. But like, is in a society where we dictate a lot of it based on weight, that's scary. Yeah. And there goes your motivation. Like the scales. And that's if you lose yeah. a kilo a week. That's massive, right? Yeah. Like, and then they, they jump on and it's like, well, I've been working this hard and I've only lost a kilo. There goes my motivation. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you look at it like, what, what's a habit I can create over four weeks? Like, yeah. I want to start moving twice. Start with that. Yeah. Like, uh, it just, like, it crushes me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, huge. Uh, it's, it's like just at what, brutal. At what, at what point did we like, start to become obsessed with measuring our health by weight, weight on the scales. And I'm not yeah. saying that it's irrelevant because it, no. it is totally relevant. Like, Oh, for sure. And if you're, if, if you're, you're obese yeah. and you're 130 kilos, yeah. you know damn well that that's not healthy. Big time. But just because your weight hasn't moved, but you've started implementing a whole lot of stuff for your health, like mm. exercise, yeah, <laughs> starting to think about your eating habits, big time, changing some lifestyle factors, like, don't let the scales. That's a great start. Crush your progress because that's like when you started move as quickly as when you, you first started training. How many days a week did you train in the gym? Yeah, like seven or like oh, like two. fucking every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six or seven days. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get jacked. And I, I like went through those phases right where it's like you jump on the six seven days and you train for like thirty days in a row and stuff. Yeah. And then the the issue that I've had is when I'm not at the stage in my life where I can train six days a week, training twice I feel like crap because I'm like. This is nowhere near enough. Yeah. Right. Because I'm comparing yeah. to where I've I'm been. Not, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I'm failing. I'm failing. I saw that person do that. Like, I, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Or I used to prep food every day and I'd measure everything. Mm. That was like a nine and a half. Now I'm at a five. Well, if I'm not doing a nine and a half, I'm rubbish. Yeah. It's like, nah, man. Like, now's a bad time for you to be at a nine and a half. Yeah. Be at a five. Be at a five for a month. And then maybe you can get a bit better and you can be at a five and a half. Like, that's, it's that like, building momentum that everyone sort of loses sight of is like they want the results so fast it's like you're a direct manifestation of your habits yeah like and i think people people can flick a switch and wake up and it's like holy shit i'm gonna change my life yeah but it's just being careful that like because i'm not saying that doesn't work like i've, no. I've had clients in the past that it's just like a flick is gone and they're like, holy shit, I'm going to change my whole life. And they, they do it all very rapidly. Yeah. And if that works for you. And it's right. just being careful that, again, they're aware that like, yeah, okay, if you start, like, one, there's no good food and bad food. Like, yeah. restrict yourself. Yeah. Um, there's so much. There's so yeah, much. Yeah, we can really open this yeah, yeah, can of worms. There's, there's a can of worms here. Um, 
But I suppose to summarize that, it's just like there's no there's no one way to do things. Yeah. Um, where am I going with that? I don't know. And you need to, you need yeah you you just need to be aware and and careful that you're yeah. not setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, big time. I, th- I think it's like like having that like having that knowledge of what you're doing and having a bit of a like long term plan is like yeah. okay, cool. By all means, do this. What are you going to do after it? Yeah. Because if you're setting yourself up for eight weeks' time and you're not looking beyond that, you're in trouble. Oh, right. Like, because, again, like I see it all the time. It's like it's the, the everyone wants to buy the short-term result. Yeah, like, but quick n- fix. Give me the pill. 100%. Give me the, like, I want the pill. Yeah, of course. Because like, if the you pill look, sells. The pill sells. Sex yeah. sells, the pill sells. Everyone wants yeah. things fast. Yeah. And, again, this is not – I just don't think this – like, I, I, I'm really trying to move it is the fitness industry making it more sustainable long-term mm. is like – like you shouldn't be going into this phase of your training. I like you're saying, like if you're going to have a massive crack for eight weeks, you know it's unrealistic, but you've got a plan at the end. Cool. But if you're going into it, you're like, oh God, I can't wait until I can drink alcohol again and eat fruit. It's like, what are you doing? What's going to happen when you do that? Yeah. You will, you will binge on that shit so hard and you'll create this terrible, terrible yo-yo of like, like don't do this. Oh, guilt. Do all of it. Oh, now I'm horrible. Like, And then also relating that to like, I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So yeah. I guess like to emotional response to yeah. sort of summarize where we're where we're going with this. I suppose this is definitely going to be like a Aiden Fraser talk. Oh yeah. Shit about where the fitness industry is at. Yeah. What we want to see, and I suppose like mm. our mindset and view for the future of where yeah. the fitness industry is going. Big um, time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you, like, let's say on the off chance we had a couple of trainers who are listening to this. Mm. So I think, like, I've sort of been pitching this from, or, like, thinking about it from what would I say to a client. Yeah. But if you, if you were to, if you were, had, like, say, you know, five fresh trainers who are like, I love health and fitness, I want to go into the industry. Is there, like, what would you say to them? Why? Like, ask yourself yeah. why you want to do it. Because, like, I, I came into it being, like, like I enjoyed the changes that it had in my life. I wasn't actually very, like, I was pretty unsure why I was doing it. Too mm. much, but like try and get someone understanding why you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and then the second biggest component will be like, get, re- get ready to develop communication skills because that is yeah. the key component. You can know everything, but if you can't get through to people, oh, for sure. then you've got no hope. Yeah. <laughs> like how often have you seen like, like it's a bunny. You go away. <laughs> We're wrapping up. This is terrible timing. Uh, like, how often do you see it where you've got people that are like technologically, they know, like, they've done all the courses, they've done all the things, yeah. but like, you'll probably get a better result for your client because you don't know all that stuff, but you know how to help them work through a thing that's hard. Yeah. And you can have that conversation with them of like, hey man, I know this is tough. Like, what do you need? Yeah. Instead of like, ah, well, you haven't done this thing, do that. Yeah. It's like, but, yeah. but, but. Like, get get better at people like yeah this is a people industry yeah and if you're not good with people that's fine like everyone starts somewhere but oh, for sure just be prepared to put in work and develop yeah on getting better at communicating and better at dealing with people big time and be very understanding yeah um i think just to if i could summarize like you know i think about this a lot is like what to to really dumb it down what is personal like what do people want from a trainer i think to, yeah. to be a good trainer like number one you've got to give a shit about your clients like i think that's yeah. a really good place to yeah. start number two you've got to be able to build rapport your client has to like you right yeah. like you guys have to have some sort of relationship yeah like unless they don't, you, they don't have to like you but <laughs> it helps like un- unless yeah. you provide such an amazing value yeah. that you can get away with your client hating you like oh, yeah yeah i'm not saying that yeah. yeah but you you guys don't have yeah, to yeah. buddy buddy no no no, no. but if you can just like, like have a bit of fun with them, oh, yeah. and they if they enjoy to come to see you, that's a win. Oh, um, from there, get them a result. Like it doesn't matter if that result is I did more push-ups in eight weeks than I did this. You're showing them that they're winning. You're showing yeah. them that they're progressing. You know that could be a result in I ran a K instead of 500 meters. That could could be anything. Yeah. Get them a result, and that's a really good start. Yeah. So like, give a shit about your clients, build rapport, like have a relationship, show them results. Yeah. I, I think like, and meet yeah, meet people in the middle, um, and make sure that 
they're actually prepared to do mm. what is required for the result, the desired yeah. result. Yeah. I'd say ask for feedback. Yeah. Like yeah. number four, ask them how it's going. Because yeah. if you're the only reason you should ever not ask for feedback is if you don't want it, and that's you're in trouble. Yeah. Like you don't want feedback, then. Yeah. I think I the, when I the first couple of months that I started as a trainer, I would harass other trainers. I'd harass clients. I'd go up to everyone like, "How can I be a better trainer? Yeah. You've never trained with me before, but like." What do you like? And they're like, oh, well, I like it when someone pushes me. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to push my client. Like, like even just having that, of, I'll check in with my yeah. clients. Like, how are you finding things? And is there anything yeah. I can do? Oh, you're going too soft on me. It's like, oh, shit, really? Like, well, I can change that. All right, yeah. 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 And it's like, if Unless you, there's a good reason as to why. And you're like, yeah. This is why we're, this is why we're taking the exactly. You're not ready to push. But, and, but again, like, your movement if, and if your client thinks that they're not getting pushed hard enough, and you've got a reason. You explain they better, that. Reason. They better bloody understand why. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise yeah. they'll be sitting there going like, well, this is why the fuck am I paying this person? Yeah, exactly. How am I not getting results? Like, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is why. Yeah. I only need to pee. Yeah, okay. It's good. <laughs> good wrap up. Oh.